This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Oh, you you didn't you turn your you turn your microphone off. Hello. No, I didn't. How do you do that? How do I you do it? I don't know. I'm so verklempt today. Wait, huzzah! Welcome huzzah. to a new episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and uh, this me, guy. the guy that obviously just rolled out of bed because I'm in the same shirt as yesterday. <laughs> it's still yesterday. What twelve forty? <laughs> you just rolled out of bed. For me, it definitely is still is still yesterday, and uh, it's still a good day. Oh, dude. Today is a good day. I woke up. I actually been up for a little while, but I, I I'll admit, like, mm-hmm. I uh, I was I, I was scraping for a shirt real quick when I was coming <laughs> in because I had a Zoom this morning. I was like, you know what, that one looks fine. You know, there it was free of meat. It was there was no stain, no direct stains on it, and so uh, yeah, just a. Uh, I don't know why you're acting like wearing the same shirt every day is a bad thing. I've been doing it for <laughs> for fifty years. Well, <laughs> it works fair. really well. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, I just tell people I have I have nine of them. <laughs> what do you mean? I have 14 of these. I'm like yeah. Einstein. <laughs> I just like to wear the same thing every day. Yeah, no. yeah. Well, so I do too. I'm, I actually I'm have similar. a couple. Well, like, how many people have two sleeveless hoodies? <laughs> I actually do have two sleeveless hoodies <laughs> of the exact same brand. That's weird. That's not something that you should be collecting. I don't think. I don't think you need. You don't need more than one of those. Listen, I don't want to. I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole. But what I am going to say is that if you find a brand you like, you stick with it. That's right. That's right. That's all. And by the way, I like me undies, which we'll talk about later. Oh uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk about that, and I can't wait to get our guest on. I don't. Yeah, I'm do not it. happy about this new upgrade, uh, the, no. the status system update. We'll talk about it on all iOS. Right. All, right. all right. But we'll wait, should we just do this? Let's I mean, do this. Because, oh, you do the introduction. I'm too. Right. Well, just really, excited. really excited to have two <laughs> wonderful people, you know, coming in from here from the premiere of. Archer coming out today, right? First new episode FXX, comes out today. FXX. I think tonight at midnight is what I'm being told every time I check every 10 minutes. <laughs> is, is it's tonight at midnight, right? Am I right? Tonight at midnight. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I know. They won't change that. I keep trying. I figure if I keep asking, it's going to come earlier. Well, we have, we have, uh, we have some it's great not. people. Producer yes. Casey Willis and Sterling Archer himself, H. John Benjamin. Thank you yes. so much for being here. Yes. Hello. Hi guys, uh, this is this is hard for me. I'm going to try to be really professional and everything because I'm not a fan at all. Oh, oh good, good. <laughs> First of all, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here, H. John. Everybody, I'm okay. So let's start with season ten and where we left off. Wait, let's not. How are you? How's everybody? <laughs> <laughs> not well. Not well. Not well. No, what's the matter? Not really. I have Lyme disease. Wait, are you saying that funny, or do you really have Lyme disease? I'm doing it both ways. I I said it funny. Well, first of all, I'm really sorry to laugh. Hey, you don't seem upset about that. You seem happy. No, I'm just. You make me laugh. I can't. You make me happy. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, you make me. Your voice makes me happy. Yes, even with a disease, I can. I can still be make people laugh. Listen, Lyme disease is no joke, though. I'm I'm sorry if that's true. Oh, uh, <laughs> don't do <okay>. that. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I'll, Casey, how do you do it? <laughs> I, I've known him for quite some time. So, how long have you guys known each other? I guess since the first season of Archer. So, pretty 10, much eleven years now. Yeah, so you, met, you met doing Archer. Yeah. Well, I think we probably met the first time, like uh, probably after the first season, right, Casey? Oh, for sure. Yeah, and then maybe even third or fourth because I wasn't going out to like Comic-Con or TCAs or anything like that with you guys at the beginning. But then eventually I started tagging along. Right. Yeah. Like the first season, I don't, I never, I the only person I had ever met in person was, was Chris Parnell. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
because we didn't meet each other till the tail end of the season. So we had a whole cast because we worked separately. Uh, we didn't meet each other till the second year. And what's crazy is the first season of Archer, we animated it in a, we kind of rented space at a studio, which is a studio that you had been to because it was the same studio that did Freak Show. So oh you had God, been to Jason. the studio. <laughs> oh, I've been to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, had yeah. been. Yeah, no, not me. No, I don't know. You might have been in Atlanta. How do I know? <laughs> Listen, I've been to Atlanta. I haven't been there. So I go on. Atlanta to go to studio. That's the big thing. Um, oh, that's funny. Right. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Same so, well, wait. So, so normally uh, now, obviously, you did you finish this season pre COVID? No, no, I we uh, we probably had about two episodes left uh, to record when quarantine started happening. So we had to find different ways to to work around that. In fact, John recorded his last two episodes on a, like a mobile studio unit that we got yeah, shipped yeah. to his house. Huh. That was actually very uh, on brand for lecture. I received a briefcase in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> and opened it up, and there was a studio inside. This is, you see, this is this is what I'm talking about. You set it up, but do you like working it at home like that better, or do you rather go into the studio and do it, you know, around everybody? Uh, for me, yeah, uh, the studio is pre- preferable because you know it's uh, it's easier to handle and uh, more professional. I, you know, figuring out how to modulate my voice uh i mean it was like you know like headphones don't work as well all the stuff that um is easier in the studio is probably better for me but it wasn't it wasn't terrible i mean you know all things considered it's it's not the worst thing in the world but yet you know you have to change the dynamic you have to change i guess how you approach it as a character right as an actor and, and how archer would approach it right i mean i don't know do you think about that stuff well honestly like Technically, the only issue for me was like hearing myself in the headphones, which was the only real difference of being in the studio and not being in the studio. And that that actually, like, I know this is in the weeds and very like this. and very boring. Uh, Dude, to be fair, it's all we do. So like, yeah. that's all we talk about. We're a fucking podcast. We love the weeds. Yeah, like. <laughs> I, I spend more time talking about talking with uh, Cliff about why he can't hear me in his headphones than just about anything else. I know more about that than his parent, his kids. I'm, I'm just yeah. empathizing as you're talking. Yeah. So then it was like, I, I had, maybe it's harder to figure out what I sound like uh, as the character, which I'm used to doing it one way. Uh, but because Archer is pretty uh, simple to do now for me, it, it wasn't that bad. I, I, I hope those two episodes I, like my performance wasn't didn't ruin it. No, it worked out well, I think. And we just actually ruined mixed it. the last one just a week or so ago. So really, so, yeah, so, it, seemed, it was usable. <laughs> that's, uh, that's all. That's basically all you can hope for now. Yeah, for sure. But Did even you know, animating it was that's how it's been quite a challenge. That's how it's been reviewed, I guess, right, this season? So that's the pulled quote, usable. <laughs> oh, well, uh, you guys read reviews? I haven't read a review. Yeah, I mean, your show is out. It's one of the best animated shows. One of the best shows on TV, so I don't read reviews. Reviews are just people get paid to say shit. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, really, I, I, I get paid to talk about my opinions, right? I mean, so if my opinions, I don't care what someone else's opinion is. You guys have one of the greatest shows. My kid and I, I can't tell you how much time we spend watching your show. I mean, and now he's 16. It's like it doesn't, this is something you carry with you. These are the things, these are the marks of what greatness is to me. Not a bunch of reviewers sitting around in their uh, me undies. <laughs> writing, you yeah. know, writing shit. I don't like the new Archer. It didn't make me laugh. What? What? I'm already laughing. The minute trailer that is out right now on the motorcycle, holy crap. Did you guys go into the season knowing you were going to animate that that way, or did it come from a compilation of the whole season? This trailer or the, the motorcycle? No, the minute trailer that iTunes put out that I got uh, to watch about three times so far on the motorcycle. With I guys. think that that's actually like the opening scene of, of season 11. So, Oh, that's what they did. Yeah, we wanted to do this... Um, Archer returned to the 
make everybody realize like, Hey, we're not in this fantasy world anymore. We're back into reality and it's hardcore and, uh, it's got high stakes to it. And, um, I don't know, you've, it's probably not all in this, that trailer that you saw, but that first, the opening scene, it's got some surprises and even people that we work with that were pretty uh, close to the projects or, or know Archer really well, we were able to surprise them with some of the stuff that we pulled off. So that's really cool for me, you know, to know that we kind of pulled one over on a couple people that know the show really well. So I'm excited for everybody to see that. I, I, as I watch that trailer, I see the guy from Bloodsport and it very much his likeness. Were you able to get the guy from Bloodsport to voice? Uh, no. Because <laughs> I see him there and it's like, that's the guy. That's the... <laughs> yeah. Sure. The, uh, who is that? Uh, that, that? He had the most impressive pectoral muscles. I've ever right? He, yeah, he, he, they were like both big and movable. They, he kind of, I think he yeah. probably inspired, uh, yeah, what's his name from... Uh, from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, Terry yeah. Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> he was the original Terry Cruz. But, <laughs> yeah. but I think you said something really important, which was you're coming into season 11, and and like you said, it's the first minute. I didn't realize that, which is even better, mm. um, of, of the show, and it's stakes are high. You, you changed everything. There's no more thing creatures. There's no, and I love season 10 very much, but now we're back in it. It's back in the spy game, on Earth, in our time zone, and we're doing it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we, we play around with some stuff you'll see in the season. Like, uh, I think Archer has a hard time knowing if it's real life or not. And we mm-hmm. play with that a little bit. But everybody else is like, no, dumbass, you're back. You're alive. And this is real. <laughs> but I mean, if you were in a coma for three years, I'm sure there would be things that you're like, is this? You know, he's at a, he's on a, in that second episode that you saw that in that kind of blood sport clip there, they go to a, an Island for a big death match karate tournament. So, I mean, that doesn't seem like something that happens every day. No, but that's why we watch Archer, but you're not setting the whole season in the blood match or on the, right, island. Right, we're just no. going to the Island for an episode and we're yeah. back to like really old school Archer in a lot yeah. of ways. So, you know, listen, I, you took a lot of, you did a lot of cutting edge stuff. So H John, let me ask you something. How do you make such a despicable anti-hero so incredibly likable? I mean, everything about this guy. And I know it's in the writing, but I, there's something in what you're doing with the character that he's, it's impossible not to like this guy, but he's horrible. Well, kind of, but yeah, amazing. Yeah, for sure. He's really uh, odious character overall, but uh, there is like some soft, softer elements to Archer. So, you know, yes. relationship with his mother and wanting to, you know, desperately wanting to resolve that in a way. And, and needing uh, needing that relationship and needing proxy relationships that like Lana and and so forth it, that all is kind of in the writing and I think that was probably there in the conception of the show uh, from Adam um, like uh, I don't know like it's like as far as like I, most of it is in the writing I, I think and I mm-hmm. uh, the idea of like uh, that maybe what I bring is kind of a set, like a sense of devilish fun to that, which might take the edge off some of the horrible stuff that he does and mm-hmm. keeps the people in his life, the characters that are in his life, at least somewhat engaged in Archer and not letting him just go adrift. So, um, yeah, I think that's probably it. I, I think I probably brought that maybe a little bit in the beginning, the idea that Archer could you know, just be so devastatingly awful, but still somewhat likable. That's how I am in real life. You're a very humble guy, H. <laughs> John. I have to tell you this because, uh, okay, well, let me ask you this. From a character standpoint, and I'm going to ask both of you this question. So first I'm going to ask you, H. John, from Sterling's standpoint, who is your favorite? Aside from your fucked up relationship with your mom, who's your favorite person out of your group? Oh, uh, I think Archer probably gets along best with Pam. Mm-hmm. Um I think they have uh, like Pam's crazy, so so I don't think she she gives a shit about Archer in that way. Like she can just hang out with him, and that's helpful for if you have no emotional investment in Archer. That's probably very helpful. To do. <laughs> um, yeah, and whether or not he lives or dies, I think Pam would be fine either way. Like um, that's interesting. Pam's She's not, okay. 
Pam's not crying at any funeral, probably. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. And Casey, when you're writing it and, and the, the staff is writing, like, do you guys look at it a certain way? Like, okay, this is their buddy relationship or this is our lethal weapon or, you know, like, mm. do you guys have that in the room? Are you looking toward that? Yeah, for sure. And like, we try to explore different aspects of the characters' relationships as well. Like, in some of those coma seasons, uh, especially season nine, Danger Island season, mm-hmm. we, we were referring to uh, Archer and Pam as Han and Chewie because they were, that was their relationship. You know, she was gigantic and like the enforcer, they had a little junky ship that they were running, <laughs> you know, missions with. So that was kind of their relationship. But, but they, then also, they, but they slept together. Yeah. Well, let's not forget that. That would imply maybe a conversation. <laughs> that happened. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Any port. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Yeah. Love to see that sex. <laughs> but Pam again in just wait till the next in. version of the they re-release the next cuts. They'll be there. It'll be there. Wait for Force <laughs> Awakens. The next version. <laughs> wait, wait, but oh, no. Oh no. In season ten, though, she's a big enforcer too. Yeah. I mean, and now she's back. I saw in the trailer, she's back. Yeah. Regular pain. And she's kind of like, things have changed over those past three years. So she's got a new role too uh, on the team. Like in, in that trailer, you see her fire a spear gun, right? We do <laughs> see that in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I think we do. Actually, uh, I think yeah. we just watched it, Jason. So she's, you know, she's, she's on missions and stuff now. So that's something new. So yeah. And I think you'll see uh, tomorrow night that um, Pam is uh, she missed she missed Archer a lot, and so that's something that we're trying to explore in, in this season. Like, oh, that's right. Everybody's kind of changed, but some a lot for the better too. Without Archer around, but then there's you know Pam. She's she's the one who really missed him the most, and we've always talked about her being the heart of the show. Like she's probably the nicest person and the best person on the show. And that is probably true. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, she's the one who's always, no matter what happens, she's looking out for everybody, even like against her own mm-hmm. better judgment. I think. Yeah, for sure. And we, we find that. So, so how do you guys, uh, I don't know, hey, John, are you involved in, in at all in the room in the story part aspect of it? Are you talking to the writers or are they just coming to you with scripts? Well, the, uh, Adam Reed basically wrote every episode up until what Casey season nine or season 10. Uh, so he wrote every, just about every episode for the first nine seasons. And then season 10, he wrote half of them. And then in this season 11, we, he and I worked together to lay out the stories and, and lay out the season. But uh, this is the first season that he didn't write any. Uh, and you know, part of it was because he was just so excited with what happened in season 10. He was like, those guys are better than me at writing it. I want to see what else they can do. <laughs> right. He became a fan yeah, of his for own sure. work. Like he got to step back and look at it Absolutely. and that's evolution, man. That's how we're getting to see this show and these characters grow and grow. I, you know, to me, it's interesting because H you have so many shows, you know, running and, and doing and things. But we're here to talk about Archer, but I do want to ask you a personal question on the sense of you're an incredible actor. And I've seen you act, act, like on live action. And yeah, good okay. stuff. And I saw one role you did and you played yourself. And it was um, it was a little transcendent to me to watch it. And, and so when I watch you act live action and I hear you act in every show you do. What was that role? What role are you referring to? I'm trying to think. You were in a park, and I was thinking about it all day, and I wanted to look it up, and I thought I had, you know, n- never mind, but I was, thought I had a few more hours in my brain. And uh, I didn't look it up. So you don't remember, you were in a park, and uh, the woman came to you, and you're like, you were talking about your career, about acting, and you were trying to give her advice. Jason, will you please look this up for me? Uh, if you don't know, H. John, then. I, I, that doesn't ring a bell, but I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to ask you later, and this is one that I really wanted to yeah, do. Anyways. Is there any is there any chance you made it through the wormhole with the rest of the Discovery crew, or you 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 died along with the rest of us? I'm looking this up. 
Oh, for the Star Trek, yeah. For the Star Trek? Uh, there's, uh, there seems to be an opening that that guy might be alive. I've been waiting for them to contact me. Yeah, yeah. well... Yeah, I, I mean that was that that short was hilarious. I just wanted to let you know that's an, that's another one of those live ones I really enjoyed. Besides the, you know, besides the stuff in uh, Wet Hot American Summer, um, which was also <laughs> very very funny. Yeah, which, that is something else. I didn't even know what it was when it came out on Netflix, and I just was blown away. I mean, this thing has a life oh, of its own. Had you seen the movie, or did you watch the series first? No, I watched the series first. I yeah, hadn't yeah, seen yeah. the movie, and then I, I went know, back. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people had to go backwards. That's funny. Yeah. yeah it reinvigorated, I think the movie for a lot of people, you know, I was able to go and then I got to watch the series again. And then the series kind of takes on a new light. Yeah. 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 They'll probably, yeah. They'll probably do more. I imagine. Well, that was my next question. So you think they are? I don't know, but I mean, I get the feeling like, yeah, I don't, I don't know how, how often those actors can play different <laughs> in camp, but you do have, I'm looking this up by the way, because I hate being wrong and I'm wrong a lot. So it's a problem with. No, I was going to say. I was going to say. I hope that's a different actor. That would be the best end to that story. No, I mean for you maybe. (laughs) If if you really want to see some really hard hitting stuff, you should check out the Chin Dildo uh, short. Yeah. The the Chin Dildo short. Yeah, it's on YouTube, correct? uh, I'm pretty sure it is. Chin, I think it's. it's called Chin Dildo the movie, right? I I believe so. Yeah. Uh, not a feature length uh, trailer. Oh my God! Is this it? <laughs> we no. have this up. No, that's not it. But... No, this is just about oh, YouTube it. Premium. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Wait, we can't listen to. <laughs> Yeah, there's the chin <laughs> Literally, it's a chin. <laughs> I figured this one we could listen to it later, but we could talk over it because I figured chin dildo would probably be pretty visual. Yeah, yeah, chin dildo. The, the visuals always work with the chin dildo. <laughs> this is a short. That's how I fell in love with it. Uh, it was like a fake trailer to a feature, and I really also I tried to get financing for the feature. <laughs> that never came through. What I what I laugh is I'm I'm laughing almost as hard as that poor lady's crying. Like they have the same face, just there's and same tears, just a little bit different, like a slightly different emotion. It just shows you how well you can play that. Yeah, it's sort of like a like a depressed, uh, economically depressed family working out their tribulations with their kids. And I was going to the whole time. Never mentioned it. So my, we outlined, I think, a good part of that movie, and nobody, nobody bit. Hollywood never came to call him. <laughs> they're trying to kiss. I mean, this is they're having a full-on dramatic scene. And and I, when I tried to act, I had an acting coach who was always like, "You should be able to turn off the volume and know what's going on in a scene." That's the first time that happened for me. <laughs> he never, uh, he never envisioned the Jindal though. <laughs> well, it was Ivana Chubbick, so I feel like she might have, but in some other form. Okay, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like no, like some, she, people, some acting teachers would say, just imagine the Jindal. There was no imagining there. That was fantastic. <laughs> Sorry, thank you both for for bringing that up. Holy crap! Are there any surprises you could tell us about that are coming up this season? Uh, there's a few. Uh, I I don't I don't know. I have to would have to check with FX, but I'm just gonna say a couple things right now. So uh, tomorrow night is the premiere on FXX, and then the next day on Hulu. And two guest stars, uh, well, three guest stars. Um, we have Stephen Toblowski. Mm. We have Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm. And in the second episode, we have Bo and Yang uh, from SNL. So uh, really excited to have all those uh, folks with us. And we've Amazing. got a, even further into the season, we've got some really amazing guest stars. Uh, some of them that... We're both, we're kind of like, oh, we got, how did we get this person? <laughs> this is amazing. So I hope uh, the fans of the show will be just as surprised. Okay. So I'm going to finish this question, H. John, because just because I may have gotten this one role wrong, I've seen a lot of your live action stuff, like I said, with wet. So therefore, the question still remains the same. Having accomplished what you accomplished in the voice world and creating all these characters and doing what you do in the live action world, is there, overall, are you happy? you know, as an artist and does one make you happier than the other? Um, 
like as in like a relative one what, what, what do i prefer I, I mean i've done a lot more voiceover work in my career and it seems to be the the thing that keeps me uh, employed uh, obviously the shows that i'm i've been lucky enough to get cast as archer that was a crazy good fortune at the time um and at the same time bob's burgers came around so um yeah, the last these, those two shows have had such a rich life uh, for the fans and for the and, and for the people involved, like the cast and the creative. Uh, everybody like it, it's still like two of the great great shows to work on. Um, I, I haven't been. I, I I don't. I think the my least favorite thing I ever did was a scene in the park with this woman. <laughs> yeah, listen, this is what I'm going to do, Agent. I'm going to post it. Whether I'm right or not, I'm going to find the exact scene. I'm posting it on Twitter. I'm tagging all of you so we can all laugh at me or laugh at you and realize the Lyme disease is actually taking effect. By the way, you look very fit, sir. I'm starting to fall asleep. The Lyme is definitely kicking yeah, That's me. That's oh, me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's this interview. I'm doing that to you. Wait, <laughs> Casey, it? what are you looking at? I'm trying to think. Was it Maria? Were you on Maria Bamford's show? No, I feel like you know what I'm talking about. I think I know you were. I think it wasn't in a park. It was at a like craft services table and they were both talking about acting. Yes, that's exactly what it is. They were both talking about acting and you were talking about your career. And it was this incredibly Uh, honest moment. You see, Casey knows that, that might be master of none. That's, yes. that's what it was. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Master of none. What yeah. an incredible moment. The moments you strung together in that it still stayed with me. I didn't even know the name of the show and I knew your scene. See, yeah, thank you. Funny. Huzzah. Right. I think I was like, not necessarily you, playing me, uh, but I was playing Aziz's version of me that he had written. So uh, yes, that makes sense. That makes yes. Sense. Right. Yeah. So, because it felt so real to you. So I don't remember that your character's name wasn't you. You'll have to excuse me, but thank you. Casey. It might not have been me, but I think it was like, I might've been I named Benjamin or something. Like Aziz wrote that part for me probably. Right. So if you haven't seen that, I mean, this is something to watch, right? Yes. So now I'm right. And you've answered my question. So got it. Got thank it. You. you're also still a little wrong because it wasn't a woman in the park, but I just want to <laughs> let you know. that. Well, actually, <laughs> actually, there was a scene in the park as well, like, uh, which might have been a good scene, too, with Aziz, uh, like the last episode of the first season. Thank you. I feel like thank we you. Got so he's conflating a couple things. So you're both right. You're <laughs> yeah. See that, Jason? All right. Good. Now. Guys, have they even talked about any? No, I can't ask. Have they talked about a season 12 at all? Because you guys will do it, right? If they say, so I want, yes, please. If they're not enough. I might bow out, but. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Lana now. There was always talk talk about doing a Pam sequel. I don't know how. That'd be so funny. I I know Adam and you and Matt were always talking about like doing like the poo like a bounty hunter, yeah. yeah. Or like it would be like the Rock for Files, but with Pam. <laughs> right. the trailer on the beach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Cliff, Please I'm on that. here actually to be your red light. So I know that they they've been so mm. awesome, but I want to be very conscious of their time. They've uh, okay gone out of the way for us. Schedule and I'll, I'll give you one more question, but I, I want to make sure we get these guys out on time so they can. I'm going to give you the last question. I, I have a hundred. You want no, I, I want you to ask the last question. Yeah, I am just so excited to have them here. I, I, I mean, all too. I'm going to do is like just say how excited I am. It's nice to have new TV and yeah. really good stuff that I've been looking forward to. Um, I work uh, with Starburns, obviously, we're Starburns Audio, so we work with the you know with Dan Harmon and all those guys on this stuff, the kind of animation. So we're huge fans over there and love what you guys do. And um, just glad that people are still making you know animated stuff that sounds great. And uh, yeah, that's it. Well, here will be my last question. It'll be for the animation heads. It's, it's basically, Casey, how did you decide this style of animation? And, and what exactly would you call it for those who don't get it? Well, um, this, it's kind of an evolution of a style that we were using uh, back when we did an Adult Swim show called Frisky Dingo. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was labeled limited animation back then. And I think people still label it as limited animation. But I... I feel like we've really evolved and uh, it's still, you know, to get a little technical, please characters were, are done in, in illustrator and it's, it's animated in uh, after effects. So that's not really, a, that was how we made those cartoons in 
the adult swim days and we just mm-hmm. kind of ported it over to a larger, you know, 22. Uh, but they, the people who are our after effects, uh, animators, they've gotten so amazing at their job that I f- feel like it's a little hard to tell, like that yes. this is still animated in after effects. I and agree. they're also able, able to like seamlessly blend 3d objects. So like almost all of our cars and vehicles are 3d. And so they blend that in. And then once in a while, if we have like a, a certain, um, uh, special shots that we want to do, you know, back in the day we would use some flash. Now we'll, we'll do some harmony, uh, shots that we add in there together and, and they're able to just blend it all. And then I think in the past few seasons, what's really come to the forefront is, is the comp as well. Like, mm-hmm. like looking at the lighting, starting even back, say, uh, with, um, dreamland season eight like that's when we really started doing like you know focus pulls and all these nice comp yeah, that elements. stuff you were right. killing it in that yeah. love, that's one of my favorite seasons yeah. by the way mine and my son's we love it yeah fantastic yeah but, like i was saying i think uh chris evans's dick was inspired by <laughs> that season yeah for sure <laughs> but i'm just so happy and proud that um even during this you know covid time we are able to like send everybody home and everybody was still able to complete this season and the quality did not suffer. Like I think it's just an amazing job to all the artists and animators that work with us. They, they did a fantastic job and I think people are going to be really psyched to see uh, what's going to happen in Archer. This and guys, guys, yeah, the, wait, yes. guys, the Friday parties are still, Fucking. <laughs> no. Every Friday, everybody still gets together. No matter. Yeah. You can all meet up in a pool in the Ozarks and just go at it. Both parties all the fucking time. Working home all week. You gotta, you know, it's probably more likely like who has the best uh, turnip prices in Animal Crossing. We're all going over there selling a turnip. Well, I I, I want to just say something about the animation too. I, I mean, I'm really impressed. You know, I do want understand that type of animation but you guys have really taken to the next level some of those action scenes that's not that's not limited this stuff is you guys are crazy i thought you upgraded or something like it's getting better and better and better yeah i think it's just the operators and it's a lot of these people have been working on the show for quite a few seasons so they just know how to work it and and you know our illustration team as well like making those custom bodies making everything the parts that the animators need and i just feel like it's a i just like how the show looks and how it feels and uh i like the style of animation you know it's i like is a better term for me yeah for sure and i it's it's nice in those talking head moments where we need it to be still it's still and when we want it to go we go and the action looks awesome so i i really like that i think it works really well for Arch, the style of show that Archer is. Well, I think there's an emotional arc to the animation mm-hmm. too. And I think mm-hmm. H. Sean, and with your emotional arc that you bring to the character, which is, you know, it's subtle and it's so, it's so fierce at the same time. So really just want to say thank you for everything guys. And thank you for all the love and fun and joy and togetherness you guys bring in uh, general to all the art you do. So really just thrilled yeah. to have had you here and thank Archer. You. Right, season eleven tonight, mid or tomorrow night, midnight to me tonight, midnight. <laughs> see, watch every one of them, guys. Thank, thank you guys so much. much. And real quick, Casey, <sighs> is that a Street Fighter Two Dalsim shirt? Just yes. Yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure. And wait, it wraps. Wait, it wraps around <laughs> all the way. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's dope. Oh, all right. Amazing. Shout out to shout out to Dalsim, Casey Willis, and H. John Benjamin Archer premiering. Thank you guys so much. Thank you uh, so we much. We really appreciate your time. Really. Thank you, no guys. Thank Have you. a wonderful one. Bye. Those guys are awesome. So nice. Listen, again, it happened to me where I get a little fan tied. <laughs> I know. You know? It, it, it happened to you this time. I you're, did. Like, you pulled a, you, like what I did with Funches. You're like, mm-hmm. I, but, but, I got this question. No, this And question. I thought I was wrong about Master of None, too. And I'm sitting here like, I'm listening to you guys. My heart's going like, dun, 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 dun. I'm like, did I just fuck up with H. John? I'm like, this guy is a fucking legend. He's a tank. I'm That's like, so I just nice. met. By the way, did you see how fit this guy looked? Oh, no, he's beast. He's like looking beast. like a beast, like all like jacked almost. Like, what the hell? <laughs> hey, you know, you got to get the- Chindil, though. Chindil. 
Do you know if you actually, I think that if you did, if you did a chin dildo push up, like you had to go dildo to the ground up, dildo to the ground, hold and up, that's going to get you strong. <laughs> dildo to the ground. All the way to dildo, yeah, all the way to the ground. If you should hold it, it's that mid, yeah, it's like a real it. it's isometrics. The, it's the, the kinetics, yeah, the, whatever that is, yeah. Isometrics. Yeah, isometrics. But it's, it's also kinetic energy, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about physics. We're here to talk about, we just had H. John fucking Benjamin and Casey from Archer. I mean, listen. Casey Willis. People, people were, what did I say? Oh, you just said Casey. I just was giving Oh, yeah, name. because we're friends now. <laughs> Seriously, how much would you pay? Like if there was like a silent auction and you could have a Zoom with H. John and Casey, how, how much are you paying? Oh, it for? would be a lot. It would be a lot. But, but don't I'm, say it now because I think Casey's still on there. He can hear us. He's going to charge us. He's going to send us an invoice. <laughs> no, I was thinking how great it is we get paid to talk to them. I know. That's the sickest thing. And who pays us? <laughs> By the way, one of the people who pays us, I brought up during the yeah, we did during the, times. Uh, the yeah. interview. But it's not a it's not a joke though. The micromodal. Oh. And again, again, what do I say? You say, um, you say um, something about, uh, it doesn't hurt trees. How do you say it? You say sustainable beach pulp, trees, pulp to yarn, pulp to yarn, pulp to yarn, pulp to yarn. There you go. Pulp to yarn, pulp to yarn, pulp to yarn. Yes, sir. I am pulp, I am pulp, I am yarn, I am yarn, pulp to yarn. What? Run. I hope Casey's not still here because you just lost your writing. I just lost all my funny. I, you know, I'm going to say this, and this is what's so fun. They're just such good guys, and they're so, you know what I like about both of them, but, you know, specifically you see it a lot in H. John Benjamin, is you know, he was just joking about the Lyme disease, but he's the way he delivers things. See, I still don't know. See, the way he delivers things, because even when he was saying about the um, the critics saying passable, which was just yeah. a complete joke, the yeah. way he says it, you're like, wait, is he serious about it? That's you why know? I didn't even engage, because I don't know if he's fucking with us. <laughs> he was. It's what is All the brilliant, time. it's part of his brilliance. It's, it's you know, and it's what he does with Archer, it's what he does with Bob. All the time. All what the a, time. What Sorry. a funny, funny dude. Yeah, but it's also now I got to meet him. He's so nice, and Casey's so nice, and it's like, are you kidding me? Like, okay. Yeah. And they say don't meet your heroes, but that was that, that, that was, was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was so, really awesome. You know, and thank you FXX for you know having them come on. Very we're much. you know we're very excited. We're big fans. Mm-hmm. All our stuck at homies. We're going to be representing this. Um, you know, and also I want to shout out. I do want to acknowledge we're 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 live a little earlier today, yes. which is okay. We got a little bit of a, a scheduling thing, and what happened, um, Jason. It happens. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's the stuff we're gonna do. That's the stuff. It wasn't my fault though. All I'm no, saying no, is for not, once, no, this was not your, me. Not your fault. We'll post more of that some other day. Um, but but I do want to say everybody who's joined in and everybody who managed to roll in here um a little, you know, and just with this, thank you. We'll make sure that this goes out early. You can catch this on t- YouTube and Facebook after, just so you guys know, all these things are available after they're recorded on YouTube or available on Facebook, they're easier to find probably on YouTube, but uh, really excited to have everybody here today for that interview. We've got some real, real great stuff still coming up this week. Um, you know, we have the, the, the creator, not just the EP showrunner, the creator and EP showrunner. He is both. And, yeah. Not just, yes. he's, you know, uh, both. Uh, uh, raised by wolves. That's by wolves, incredible. So that's, that's a show. If you're not watching, you should be watching Travis Fimmel. Travis Fimmel. I love Travis Fimmel. By the what, way, he what, gets better and better. What other stuff is Travis Fimmel? Vikings. Oh, that's Vikings. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he was in this heist movie that my buddy Bob Title produced. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, you should look it up. If you look up Bob Title, Travis Fimmel, the film will come up. And uh, it's excellent. I mean, Travis is a great guy. First of all, I mean, I got to sit down with him. Like, we hung out a few times, you know, back before Vikings. Mm-hmm. And we went to a Grand Nevada room. We had some cigars. And this guy turned me on to this song. This, this is before Vikings. This has got to be 10 years ago, right? Uh, turned me on to this Black Betty song by this mm. Australian band that then was used in like every movie ever. Well, oh, Ram, the, the Ram Jam one? Or yes, the Ram one? Jam one. But that this is 10 years ago he turned me on to it. Or 12, 11 years ago. I'm glad he turned you on to that song from the 70s. Good for you. No, I'm just kidding. Well, listen, but, <laughs> but my point is, but I'm he did. Just I, you Ram, think Ram, I Ram, know Ram. it. Right, I know, right, right, you think I know it, but yeah. here's the thing. I didn't. And then the second he turned me on to it, it started getting used in all these oh, yeah. different shows and movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, this guy, he has a certain uh, finger on the pulse of the zeitgeist. Yeah, no, whether whether cool. he's aware of it or not. And yeah. plus, he's a sick actor. How good is he in Raised oh, by so, Wolves? Oh, he's so good. He's Wait, so go ahead. Oh, nothing. So, I was just thinking that that was a song that me and my um, me and my best friends from college used to r- drive around in, like before and windows. after parties. 
was uh was that oh black better blam blam oh black better had a child blam blam and then so like we deal i'll play different you know instrument fake you know air guitar this motherfucker and then like like then my one of my friends would grab my other friend by the head while he's driving and like i'm steering you ramble and it was just it was awful we should have been in car wrecks that song that song um we're lucky we're lucky that song exists and Shame on you for creating it and making it so damn catchy. Yeah, I mean, it's an amazing song, by the way. I'm going to listen to it today now. Uh, but Marilyn Manson's new album is out. Do you know oh, this? really? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm going to listen down to it, so we'll talk about it. Uh, but I hear it's amazing. Hey, I, I wanted to give you something. I don't know if you heard this. This is entertainment news, breaking entertainment news from two days ago. You can... Stay here for the latest. Stay here for the latest news from two days ago, everybody. <laughs> yeah, Did you know huh? that you can Airbnb a room... In the Fresh Prince of Bel Air's house right now, how much? Thirty dollars. What? They're doing some sort of giveaway, some sort of uh, some sort of like charity where you can rent a room. They're only offering a few of them, but you can register to get an Airbnb inside the house. You'll have a virtual Carlton, and um, that will introduce you to certain places. They'll, they'll, yeah, they're they're going to set up the house like you know Did they're going to set up Will's room. Will's oh heck yeah, Will's um, room. You can go into. They have the kitchen. You if you go out to the 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 um, there's like a virtual me? character. No no you oh, can that's you, amazing. You can rent a room in the in the thing. They're not giving very many out, and it's going to be limited, but it's re- very reasonable. I told my wife like listen. This is your, I told her, I was like, this is your birthday present and you have to well, win wait, it. But don't us. you have to win it? Yeah. But that's what I told her. I was like, this is your birthday present and you have to win it. Right. So I just so told her, I, just, I don't put the money on it, but I just, she's a lot better at those kind of things than I am. Well, you mean winning them? Or just applying, you know, <laughs> getting, getting, oh, yeah, the, getting the form filled the, out. Um, I applied for the Airbnb to go to Antarctica. Oh, that'd be awesome. And they were like, no, you didn't make it. I'm like, why my essay? I barely wrote an essay. I'm like, have you met me? I should be on there. Like, you know, it was all like ego driven. I'm like, why didn't I get accepted? Because <laughs> like, everybody in the world. Then I saw this documentary about what it's actually like to be in Antarctica. Doesn't sound fun. No, no, no. And by the way, you're not going into the deep underground military bunkers that are there or anything. Like, you're not getting any of that tour. You're staying no. at the bad airport hangar and you're stuck there for three months. <laughs> yeah. yeah so you know what they did me a favor but this yeah. sounds insane no they'll be fun you know it's jazzy jeff who actually there's a virtual jazzy jeff up there yeah. um and you can you can order um you can get an online experience session where i teach you some djing tips uh, as part of it like an online experience for 100 bucks okay so so you have to so in other words if you win then there's the charge well i think i, I don't know how it works as far as the win or lose of it because it's only got a few days but um, you do have to register for it. Um, I, I think the, the the it comes up on the 29th when you can start registering and seeing if you can you can um, get access to it. Okay, so I'm saying though you have to get picked, right? It's like a lottery. Well, the 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 dates for it are the second, fifth, eighth, eleventh, and fourteenth. Second, fourth, eighth, eleventh, and fourteenth. Yeah, and so on September 29th of October and then you can't register for it till the 29th. So it'll be pretty tough to get in there unless you, uh, you go, but, uh, there's a, there's definitely an opportunity. Um, there's, there's a whole, if you look at on the Airbnb page, I'll show it to you guys all right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cause I was just, I was just trying to like open it. They're like sync your contacts. I'm like, I don't know if I want to. The freshest Los Angeles mountain around. It's got all the, all the stuff. Here, I'm going to zoom in a little, see if we yeah, can get so a little. the freshest Los Angeles mansion around. Okay, there's the iconic shot from the opening titles and what they used. I can't yeah. believe they actually used the front of a real house because the, they didn't use that house, though. They used the set, correct? I, I, I'm i assuming. I don't know why. You do, that seems like a very expensive sitcom. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, to take out of that house. Let's just buy that house for 12 years. Yeah. So sell it. Okay. That, but that is the Will. house, and so they, they've, they've set it all up. The space is all set up. What does it say opened. hosted by Will? Hosted by Will. I think there's some sort of virtual Will. Is like Will, Will Smith, Smith somehow involved? He's connected this? to this. So this is going, wow. money's going to the Philadelphia Boys and Girls Club for all this stuff. Oh, okay. That makes perfect sense. Great. There's a basketball in the room. You can spin some DJ stuff. I'm, and I'm pretty sure the way this works is it's like one bedroom with a king bed, access to the place. 
And um, I'm so I'm, I'm not sure if there's more multiple guests or whatever, but you have full access yeah, to this place. That's the only uh, that's the only like, am I staying uh, in a house with like a, it's a fraternity now? Yeah, I assume that they're not going to do something like that because of the well, COVID, COVID stuff. But yeah. um, they, they, I mean, it's it's something I mean, and if especially, it's you know, nice what else food. are you going to do? Go, go staycation at the fucking French Prince's house. Yo, by the way, I'm already I'm already I'm already on it. Like I'm already updating the app like that's something this is these are the reasons, by the way, they, this is a uh, very smart marketing. Cause yep. I had already forgotten about Airbnb. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's, I mean, I'm sure that's part of this thing, right? Like yeah. how's Airbnb, how are you, if you're a, a vacation or one, some, one of these kind of sublet type of things mm-hmm. getting any traction anywhere, this is the way, you know, they do this, you get this, the Brady bunch house. Um, I don't know, some Swiss family Robinson tree house. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, there's some good iconic houses like the Godfather house. They should do yeah. that one. Do the house yeah. where they shot the Godfather with the horse's head in the bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. You know, get something down in, uh, you know, they're, they're, like I remember we were at um, uh, when we were in Puerto Vallarta, it was, we were staying in a house that was below the place where they shot uh, Night of the Iguana. And so that was like the claim to fame for that particular hotel down there. Like, that's a thing. Big like, deal. It's yeah, a that's big a big deal. deal. Yeah. Uh, 100%. So, all right. So, uh, and by the way, we don't get paid by them. We're just no, talking not about Not at all. It. I just think it's freaking cool. But who do we get paid by? Oh, MeUndies. And yeah. it, by the way, just so, cause we have talked about MeUndies a little bit, Micromoto, we didn't do this. Use code stuck to get 15% off your next order. Or like me, sign up for a subscription and get 15% off plus like 20% off. Cause you get a monthly and you just pick random underwear to send you. And if there is anything I like more than free, like cheap discounts on underwear, it's random underwear being sent to my just house. Just showing up. Yeah. By the way, anybody who wants to send me random underwear, um, I'll give you Cliff's address and you can send them there. <laughs> yeah. yeah but my send them to you. Cliff Dorfman, Calabasas, California. And they know. <laughs> they know. Just Cliff at Calabasas. They, they, Cliff. Calabasas Cliff. They yeah, know. Say, you could actually address it. They might them. ignore it, but right on there, it's underwear because that's the way they know to get it to his house. Right. Because that's a special <laughs> quick delivery. I have a Shafter, Listen, yeah. by the way, Jason, you have to, uh, I'm reminding you again to talk to me undies about my shipment. My oh, new, yes. Thank you. Yeah. yeah because uh, I'm dying for some new stuff. All right, I'm on it. But by the way, so micromodal, this thing, are we done talking about them? Because yeah, I we're like not talking about, about them. them. Okay, because no, I, I do like talking about it because it's really uh, comfy. So some other entertainment news today. Did you see the new Mandalorian trailer? I, I did, Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's all up in it. So they're going to go search for the, for the Yodas. You know, we don't know what those things are. So they're, you know, they're not Yodas. They have their own name, but we don't know what that name is. But mm-hmm. um, I did think that, that I actually looked at that trailer. I was like, okay, this feels a little bit bigger. It feels like there's some stuff going on. I, I'm willing to give it a second chance. Mm-hmm. What about you? you? Did you yeah, I'm I am. Not. I'm not, no. not yet. Not yet. I mean, you could come to me and tell me that, listen, you got you to gotta watch this. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to be like, okay, well, I'll give it a shot. You know, but until I hear something from you or some other people that I really trust their opinions, I'm not, I'm not diving into that. It's not a, uh, it didn't look it, scintillating. Did you watch any of that Clone Wars cartoon? I did. Yeah. I did. Not enough to like really get into it. I didn't love it. No. Well, it. I'll say this. The first few seasons are a lot more, you know, it gets better as it goes on. It's one of those things where it gets, for some reason, I, I think this is really funny about kids stuff. The same thing happened to Harry Potter. Like, the, the longer it goes on, it has to get darker for some reason. Like you can't just have a fun, like kids need, you know, Hey, you know what? That was fun. And I, I really relive my childhood. Make it scarier and a little bit darker, yeah, more murder. Make yeah. Let their pants. Like nobody could just have a show. That's just like, uh, you know, not to redo the Ted Lasso thing, but like can be positive all the way through. It's like in order to make it better, it has to get darker. Well, this was one of those shows that actually improved by getting a little darker and exploring mm. some stuff. And there's a character named Ashoka, uh, who's a was the 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 student of Anakin Skywalker, and she's become a huge fan favorite. All right, huge fan favorite. And Rosario Dawson is supposedly reprising the role of Ashoka. Wait, in, you're saying in what? In the Mandalorian as a live action character. This okay, season. so you see now now. I might watch it just because, because you know, Briar Patch was I, I, anything. Remember, we talked about Briar Patch for a while. Yep, absolutely. On, um, I don't remember what it was on anymore, but TBS. Uh, USA. USA. And, uh, you know, again, I was like Rosario Dawson. Like, if she's in it, there's a good chance, even if it's, it looks like a little crappy, I'm watching it. So this doesn't look crappy, just didn't look interesting. Now I'm kind of interested. Yeah, I think there'll be some interesting stuff. I mean, I like what they're doing. Um, you know, it's funny. Um, you know, when we, we watch these shows and see some of this stuff, you know, you can tell it's still for TV and you still feel that little, there's that disconnect. And I, it's, it's, it's not in the, it's, you know, and I, I don't know how to express this the right way, but it's not in the composite, but it's in the video. It feels like TV when you see it. 
I don't know how to like label that. It's almost like how they've shaded it or something. It just like, or the way that the, like there, there's a disconnect there that feels like that they're the, the sets like all virtual and they're not there. Mm-hmm. There's just something about that. I saw in the video a couple of times, like this just doesn't, it, it feels like it could be epic. There's all these things, but then you see the two people talking and you're like, this looks like a soap opera. And that always, I don't know how, what is that difference well, that, between go, Oh, go ahead. What is it? Well, I was going to ask you that. I think the same question is, is that, is that the, uh, you know, the virtual uh, locations? Yeah. That well, machine. The, maybe it the, is. The maybe that's, maybe that's part of what it is. I always look like maybe it's just a slightly different camera. Maybe, you know, cause I feel like movies work, strive so hard to get that feel. Even if it's still shot digitally now, they still want it to feel like film and yeah, not video. Quality. You got to take smoothing off. Yeah. And that's, I feel like that's one of the things that they don't do with some of these things. Like they, they don't do that past that makes it feel like film. And I think, you know, these types of shows, even though they're on TV, should feel like film, I you know? I agree completely. Uh, you know, AMC, when they first started their, uh, the, the network, before Breaking Bad ever aired, I got to pitch them something that they didn't buy, unfortunately, but it was right in that beginning stage. And it was uh, the woman who wrote and directed a movie, Debs, D-E-B-S, mm-hmm. uh, that was tapped to run the uh, AMC division. She was the one who bought Breaking Bad from Vince Gilligan. And I remember we had the pitch at the Lermitage not petite Hermitage, but Hermitage on Burton Way. And we met there and they were talking, she, she was just going like, oh, this thing is Breaking Bad. And she was telling me about it and showed me a little trailer on it. And like, they were very excited. And why I bring it up is one of their mandates as they started that network was they wanted every show to look like a film and look like basically, because remember AMC started as American movie classics. Right, so absolutely. they were showing all these old movies all the time. So they wanted a seamless integration from watching old movies in that composition to watching one of their shows. That's why if you look at Mad Men and Breaking Bad, each one looks like a mini movie every episode. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it has that quality. It really feels that way. And that's yes. where I think they could, should be able to do that with this, you know? Agreed. That's what I think everyone should shoot for. Ultimately, unless you're doing something that's so needing this composition, this smoothed soap opery composition. Yep. But yeah, I agree. I think the look is only good when it's a film, little, you know, grainy, some real texture to it. Yep. And I'm going to say one other thing, and this may be controversial, but I Uh-oh. just, I, I, and I don't Uh-oh. think it is. I just. What do you got? Okay. So I'm going to show you a picture real quick. I'm going to, I'm going to put a picture up here. Okay. Um, and I just want to like, I just, I have to bring this out cause I've never talked about, I, this is one of those things where I've been actually kind of a, like afraid to say it out loud. Um, oh boy. Okay. Hold on. I, I, let me find the right picture. And uh, so you got it. Oh, yeah, this is it. This is it. This is it. This is it. All right. Um, boo, 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 share, share. All right. So this is Giancarlo Esposito, all right? Mm-hmm. An amazing actor, terrifying, amazing. Um, plays an amazing villain. I think, and I think this about almost everything he's been in that is not like a, you know, like a serious, and I don't want to say serious role, but more of a, like a, a, a grounded drama like Breaking Bad and a couple other things. Mm-hmm. He is too damn fine an actor and too serious looking. It, it makes him look goofy. They, they make him look goofy because mm-hmm. he's, too, he's so serious and so scary you put that costume on him. It looks like a costume. He does not look like a, he looks like a guy that's way too regal good, yeah. good to be yeah. in a plastic costume. I think it looks silly on him. And I think he looks weird because he just stands out because I really think it's because of his gravitas. Like, right. And here's what I think. I don't disagree with you at all. Uh, what I think is that if you like the show and you watch the show and you watch whatever character he's creating in here mm-hmm. in his silly plastic suit, Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to make you forget about the suit just because yeah. he's so good. Yeah. Well, and I, I don't disagree so. with you. I don't disagree I, with you. It does look a little, uh, you know, not grounded. Right. Because it just doesn't seem, he just doesn't see, he, he just, that dude's like, that guy's scary. Like he's scarier in a, a yellow, you know, short sleeve shirt with a yellow tie. He's intimidating in his, in his manager's uniform from uh, El Pollo Sombranos. He don't, you don't need a, you know, you put him in that, the plastic, it's like, he looks like a, he looks like he's in a Halloween costume to me. And, and I, I, this isn't the only show I've seen this in. There's a, there was another one that he was the bad guy in like a, uh, maybe it was Jericho or something like that. And I was like, huh, get him Jericho. off the horse, you know, get him off the horse, put him in something, you know, you don't need to dress him up and all that stuff. He's a badass. Make him be a badass. He could be, you know, put him in an all black suit, making, you know, fancy pants, like, or in a military outfit. 
boom get the plastic off that boy he, he or that man like he yeah, is listen he's a great actor there's no doubt and there is no way that he's going to not be great in that yeah. even if that sucks that's right. what i'm saying and even if that plastic suit looks terrible bleh it doesn't matter. And it, it, listen, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I just don't think it's that controversial because I think, you know, you're right. It does look silly. But I've yeah. said this about The Mandalorian from, from yeah. day one. I'm oh, not, yeah, that's true. I'm not a fan. I that's think it true. looks silly. I said you don't do six, seven episodes with a great looking guy as your lead and keep the mask on him. <laughs> you know, I'm like, get the mask off in the pilot. I can't tell you how many note sessions I've sat on with the executives and they're always going like, well, does she have to, like, I pitch a show and it's like, yeah, and she kills herself at, you know, the end of the, at the, at the end of the season. And then they're like, how about it's at the end of the pilot? So I don't understand how they didn't push up the mask. Right. You know, like, yeah. like that's the one the that they have on. Off? Yeah, that's the one that they, right. 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 So no, already I, I feel lost I, in that going. Well, I, I mean, I think there's a there's a weird thing with Star Wars stuff, like where there's got to be some sort of canon to it, some sort of gravitas that like like there's there's like probably, a, you know, you know, they have those Bibles like, you know, that like Darth Vader can never say these things. He can never he can he he would only ever uh, uh, advertise for Coke Zero, but not Sprite, you know, those kind of things. And one of the things probably in that book is the Mandalorian's helmets are sacred for X and X reason or. Or on the other side of it, I'm sorry. that I'm sorry. no, no, but it's true. Like they have those stupid Bibles, sorry. those character sorry. Bibles. And then on the other side of it, I think there's a lot there. There are people are just like, they didn't know what he wanted to look like. They didn't know if they wanted to make him an alien or a human or what they wanted to do with them. And so it was a, it was an excuse for them to make that decision later. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's what I, I'm going to actually help you out here, Jason. I'm mm -hmm. put whatever controversial thing you said to bed with what I'm about to say. JJ Abrams is just eh. <laughs> I never liked anything he did ever. Yeah. Um, Felicity. Eh. Yeah. I mean, really like, I don't care. Right. I, I never cared. And here's the thing. JJ Abrams is a very proficient engineer of film. Hmm. Right. He knows how to make a movie better than most people who will ever walk the earth. Hmm. I'm not interested in anything. He does because his characters, he, he, whatever he's doing with writers, however they're working on these things, everything lacks a heart for yeah. me from Star Trek to Star Wars to George Lucas's Star Wars with all its, you know, quote unquote inadequacies in CGI and how it looks so silly with the miniatures, blah, blah, blah. There was so much heart in mm -hmm. the first three Star Wars, Look, every Star Wars really that George Lucas made mm -hmm. that you didn't care. It's the same thing I was saying about the suit. Yep. You know, it's like when George Lucas puts a guy like Giancarlo Esposito in a suit, a plastic silly suit, it's not going to matter because yep. there's so much heart in the yep. movie. When someone, when J.J. Abrams puts someone in a silly suit, they're in a silly suit. Well, and he doesn't get any, well, you said it, gravitas, and he doesn't raise the stakes with the characters where I care about any of them. Right. And I don't see performances that matter to me. Go ahead, go. Come at well, I, oh, no. you. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, come at me. Yeah, come at me, bro. Yeah. Yeah. J.J. Abrams, eh. Also, can he not COVID 2020 come at us um, yeah. anyway? But I think that, well, there's two things. One, I agree with you on uh, JJ that I don't think that should be controversial. The only movie I actually really enjoyed was the first, uh, his Mission Impossible 3. I thought that was decent, but it was, was also a sequel. In the desert? Um, that was the one where with the his desert wife where got killed or something. No, that was the, no, that was uh, that was actually Brad Bird who did that one. That was a good one. That was a good one too. Yeah. Um, but See, I don't even I, remember his, but go on. The other thing I'll say is this is something you've been training me and teaching me about, you know, it's star Wars as a movie, you know, it's, there's a big, but at the core, it's a story about a boy who dreams of being something greater and trying to find himself in a world that he doesn't feel connected to, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, that's, but that was the movie George Lucas is making. It's, it's, it's a lot smaller. It's a lot closer to what he was making before. It's a yeah, lot kid closer. Who wants to find his dad. Yeah. Right. Is trapped on this little island, basically. Mm -hmm. And just wants little, to make a difference. Just wants to make a difference. And then lo and behold, this weird thing happens, which is ridiculous. And yeah. yet it's not because drones run around and he found a drone. He collects drones. This one just happened to have a message from a princess. Yeah. And that's what everybody dreams of. And boom, right. it goes right to Joseph Campbell and the myth, you know, yeah. and the hero's journey. And he copied it, you know. Let's say he copied it, whatever. He's a genius. They're all geniuses. Um, that being said, it doesn't matter if you don't like Star Wars. You care about a guy who has no dad, who wants to make a difference and get off his little planet. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then, but what JJ is making is he's making an epic movie with just taking those, you know, taking this other stuff and we lose the story and we lose the people, we lose the heart. Um, and I think he's done that a lot of times. Well, it's in the uh, writing again. It's like we were talking about with Archer, you know, it's like Archer is a despicable character who is lovable and likable on every level because right. the writing is so complex and, and it's the dichotomies of the character are woven in, in such a way that it seems like it's easy. But this is not easy. This is very, very hard work. And then to get the actors to, but once you have it on the page, then you get great actors and great actors take it to, you know, oh, yeah. like, oh shit, I didn't even yeah. think about that. Whoa. You no. know, but yeah. you have to start on the page. And I think again, with the JJ Abrams, there's no page. There's only storyboards. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's definitely, you, you just see these movies now, like, and I want to believe that JJ kind of is a victim of the uh, the no. movie by committee point at that at, at a certain point with no, this he's, thing. But he's, a, he's autonomous. JJ so? is the biggest guy in the business. I mean, you know, they can't make deals big enough for this guy, and right. rightly so. I don't begrudge him any of it. I mean, look how many people he's bringing joy to. You know, I just personally uh, don't jive with anything he does as an artist. And I feel mm. like here's what I feel: JJ Abrams, much respect. I really do. Like I couldn't respect the guy more. But I also feel like he's the guy who filmed his own bar mitzvah. <laughs> right. <laughs> then edited it, DP'd it. No, he got Larry Fong to DP it. You know, he got Larry Fong to DP his own bar mitzvah. And he edited it himself. He did the composition. He had special effects. And all of a sudden he was on like the back of a ship somewhere. And like, you know, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. No, but I the bar that. mitzvah itself was forgotten all about. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's actually a really good metaphor for the, a lot of the stuff that he puts out. I, yeah. I think that that's exactly right. And if well, I, guys, and, Oh, we got to go. Yeah. It's time it. to go. Yeah, how does it, I think that's a good so way to end fast. it. Oh, I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay. So we're going. Yep. Okay. We're going. Okay. Stay safe. Stay sane. Stay strong. Everyone. Jason Smith. Hey, I love you everybody. Please remember candy, not COVID. Candy get, not COVID. get your pianas, pinata, pianas, get your pinata, um, get it ready. Uh, and uh, let's have a wonderful, wonderful rest of this month. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Bye. A podcast network.